Hey, welcome to the Viewmasters. Farscape, episode 14. Jeremiah Crichton. My name is Joe. My name is Eric. How's it going? It's going alright. How are you? Good. That's good. Glad I remembered the title of the episode. I'm glad too. <laughs> I uh, forgot to make sure that you knew it in the first place. <laughs> uh, so what's that about? Um, not sure. Yeah. I'm sure that's a reference to something that we're just unaware of. Maybe. Uh, suppose we could look it up. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe off air. Alright. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, in the end, uh, the title of it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it matters everything. Maybe, maybe he, uh, maybe he magically impregnated someone on the planet while he was there, and, uh, and the child's name is Jeremiah. Okay. I don't know. Alrighty. <laughs> I know there's a, uh, Robert Redford movie called, uh, Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I believe he has a beard in that movie. <laughs> Maybe that's the connection. Maybe that is the connection. Because, <laughs> uh, Crichton has a beard. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it begins with, uh, some turmoil on Moya. Yeah, well, Crichton's PMSing. He is. He's, he's cranky pants. <laughs> For no real good reason. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just, uh, life on the run in outer space, and, uh, he's just being a crybaby. He's got cabin fever. It's kind of what it seems like. Yeah. He's in close proximity to these so people he's got for a, a long skin time. skin disease that is, uh, melting him? Sure. Pancakes? Is that from, ca- from Cabin Fever? Yeah. I've never seen it. Oh. The it's only a good thing, movie. The only thing I know about that movie is that Ryder Strong is in that movie. Yes, he is. Uh, it's pretty enjoyable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll assume that means something. That means something. Okay. You should see that movie. Okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, he gets antsy. Yeah. And, uh, he, uh, he leaves the ship. Uh, and then, uh, something happens with Moya. I'm yeah. not entirely sure exactly what's going on. But She's having some sort of gas issues. Yeah. Who is it? As a result of her pregnancy. <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> uh, Rigel, maybe? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd be the one to most likely have uh, sympathy gas pains. Yeah. Of course, then they would uh, all talk like they were uh, on helium. That's true. That's a forgotten plot point, which uh, <laughs> should make a return. Uh... Yeah, so she, boy is upset or something, I don't know. Yeah. And just, uh, in order to compensate, she, uh, starbursts. Yeah. While Crichton's out of the ship. Yeah. Every time they talk about starbursts, I get hungry. <laughs> it's your diet, isn't I, it? It is, it's, it's partly my diet and partly that I really like starbursts candies. Really? Not a huge fan. No? I mean, I like the flavor. Yeah. Uh, I just don't like the chewiness. It makes my jaw hurt. All right. Hmm. Same with a Skittle. Skittle Skittle is, uh, I think, a lot chewier than a Starburst. Yeah, plus they got the harder shell. The harder shell, yeah. yeah. That that definitely makes it a little more of a, of a job to eat. Right. Yeah, Starburst is a little bit better, but still, I have problems with it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do love the flavors of both. Yes, yeah. definitely. Um... 
It's good. Yeah, I like fruity things. I like candy. I like candy as well. <laughs> Farscape. Farscape. <laughs> so they starburst and uh, they abandon Crichton in space. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the opening credits start. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next time we see Crichton, he has uh, got a scraggly fake beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty bad beard. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially after this week's episode of Doctor Who, which have you watched that? I have yet? not. No. Okay. I know he Ben Browder is uh, in the uh, as we record current episode of Doctor Who. Yes, and he has a beard. And he has a beard. I uh, believe because uh, <sighs> the Nerdish channel on YouTube. Is stealing our thunder. <laughs> what are they doing? They are showing Farscape minisodes. What? Which is basically uh, like an entire episode condensed down to like six minutes. Okay. Uh, with like uh, introductions and like slight commentary by Ben Browder. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We could have gotten Ben Browder to do this. We could have, but. We're better than that. Yeah, we don't we don't need him. No, to, to to draw in the listener. We know we know you, loyal listener. We know you're telling your friends and leaving positive iTunes reviews for us. Sure you are. We don't need gimmicks like a relaunch or or variant covers or or Ben Browder. How would we do variant covers for a podcast? I don't know. It'd be an interesting experiment. <laughs> We do variant episodes. Yeah. We record the same episode, uh, review the same show. Right. But obviously, due to the unscripted nature, it would be completely different. Absolutely. But only one in five listeners gets to <laughs> <laughs> You just have to keep clicking to, to listen yeah. to hope you get the, the different episode. Or maybe, uh, you know, you, the normal shows are free. Uh, you can pay for the uh, variants episode. <laughs> I know there there was a Monty Python record that came out in like the seventies, and it actually had two grooves on it. So like you could listen to side A and hear one version, and then go to listen to it again and hear something completely different. Wow! So it was like there was a variant album on there. That's clever. Yeah. Wow. Oh, uh, <laughs> Mind is blown. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think we could do something like that. No, I don't think we could. Yeah. Unless we, uh, um, unless we, uh, uh, figure out some sort of weird masking technology. Yeah. To like, uh, I don't know, if you play this episode backwards, uh, <laughs> you hear an entirely different episode. <laughs> In fact, go ahead and do that. Yeah. Uh, bring this episode into your uh, whatever audio editing program that you have. Uh, we use Audacity here in the Gutter Trash Studios. Yes. Uh, it's free and it's simple. Uh, you know, just uh, reverse the uh, audio and uh, go ahead and take a listen. Yeah, let us know what it says. Yeah. Uh, whoever guesses the right thing gets a prize. <laughs> I don't know what that prize is, but... Uh, Go for it. Yeah. It, it does not say Eric is dead. Nope. <laughs> it may or may not say Joe is dead. <laughs> All I will tell you is that the new art that we're using on the website, one of us is not wearing shoes. <laughs> uh. 
dead say oj. Now, if you listen to it backwards, it does say Joe is dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch that uh, that Superman animated short that was it was like a fan short with Bizarro? No, no, no. Okay. Well, the, there was uh, it was like a fan short and it was animated and it was awesome uh, and it came out. I don't know, like two months ago. Okay. And uh, John Hames Newton, the guy that was Superboy in season one of the Superboy show, right. does the voice of Superman. Uh, and he also did the voice of Bizarro, and the way they recorded the Bizarro dialogue was that it was written out phonetically backwards. Oh, wow. So he read it, and then they played it They played it backwards. That's nice. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me of uh, uh, a friend of mine had... Uh, the Spike Jones uh, video collection. Okay. Like uh, all the the music videos that he directed. Yeah. Uh, and there was one for a, a rap group called, I think it was Farside. Okay. And like the entire video, like you don't notice it uh, until like there's like a real obvious point where like it becomes apparent what it is. But the entire video was shot backwards. Oh, wow. And then they played it forwards. Uh, so, like, the entire band had to learn their own song backwards <laughs> so that they could mouth it correctly <laughs> so that it would sync up when they played it forward. That is insane and completely what I would expect from Spike Jones. It's amazing. That sounds great. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So both of those things are, are things that the listener should check out. There you go. <laughs> So anyway, as I was saying about the Nerdish channel. Right, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so they're doing these uh, mini-sodes with uh, Ben Browder doing the uh, the commentary and introductions. And uh, the one that I checked out uh, was actually for uh, PK Tech Girl. Okay. Uh, and uh, Ben Browder had kind of floppy hair and a big old handlebar mustache. And uh, I was like, oh, that, he must be in the middle of filming his Doctor Who episode or something there. Because <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it, but I know he sort of, he plays a cowboy, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, that was a, that was a surprise for me. I actually didn't know that he was going to be in it, so uh, that yeah. was kind of nice. I'd read the news uh, a couple months ago, and I'm not the type of person who wants to read everything about everything, but just, you know, I don't know how it showed up in my knowledge or whatever, but Somewhere along the lines, I read a thing that Ben Browder was going to be on this season of Doctor Who, and uh, uh, feelings boners happened. Yeah, <laughs> I probably saw it, and since we, I doubt we were watching the show at the time. Right. I was like, okay, I don't care. Right. <laughs> if it's not David Tennant, I don't care. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I think this was actually before we uh, started watching the show. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, feelings boners. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so his beard is really fake in this yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, super straight. Yeah. Which is weird. Uh. There's no, there's no layers to it. Right. Uh, it also is a slightly different color than his actual hair. Right. <laughs> uh, I suppose at this point we should say that the planet he lands on is basically Space Hawaii. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So he has been stranded for like three months in uh, in paradise, yeah, on a tropical paradise. Uh, so maybe his beard got bleached, maybe, uh, but uh, not his regular hair. Maybe he just puts on a lot of hats. So yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he does. He spends a lot of time in his bamboo canopy or whatever. Sure, yeah, <laughs> but just the top part of his head. Just the top part, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. 
He doesn't want to get sunburn in his eyes. I mean, come on. Exactly. <laughs> no, when when, uh, when the episode starts and he's got this contraption set up for fishing, yeah. it, uh, it reminded me of Castaway. <laughs> and, I, and I thought of, uh, I don't know, did, how much of Smallville did you watch? Uh, stopped watching it. Like on a regular basis, but like the fourth season. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't know if they were doing it at that time, but they would do a couple times a season. They'd do like some sort of gimmick episode that tied into a movie or something that was out. Okay. So like they did one that was Saw, and they did one that was like like a uh, Fast and the Furious. Wow. Which was ridiculous. <laughs> like Pete Ross is like a race car driver. And and that might have also been the one with the gum. I don't know. There's an infamous episode of Smallville that everyone hates that's just all product placement for stride gum. I, uh... That's great stuff. I believe I saw that one. <laughs> it was kryptonite gum. Right? Yeah, it was kryptonite yeah, gum, yeah. 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 But, but, I, but I was like, oh, is this Farscape's Castaway episode? <laughs> uh, maybe. The show yeah. was 98, 99... Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. That movie came out in 99, right? I think so. Yeah. Very possible. Yeah. It's also got a little bit of a Gilligan's Island kind of feel to it. Definitely. Uh, you know, uh, the professor is, uh, whipping up, uh, stuff on his, uh, out of coconuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marianne is there. Naturally. Yeah. yeah. No ginger. No ginger. Yeah. That's fine. Eh, I don't like ginger. I like a ginger. I don't care for ginger. I'm a, I'm a fan of redheads. I've always been a Marianne man. That's Marianne's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I like a ginger. Okay. Ginger's the girl you want to settle down with. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Or, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Marianne is. Marianne yeah. is. Marianne that, is Betty. That is what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he, uh, Crichton is on this planet and he's, uh, butted up with the, with the space locals. Who all look like humans. Yeah. That's lucky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a nice, uh, multicultural, uh, tribe of, uh, people wearing bright pink and, uh, bright orange, uh, satin clothes. Space Jamaicans. Yeah. <laughs> space Jamaicans on Space Hawaii. Right. <laughs> That's nah, fine. It all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, then it turns out that, uh, he's been there for three months. And, yeah. uh, Moya turns back and they're all trying to find him again. I don't know why. Doing a bang up job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, if you and I were, you know, trapped in space, that, uh, if you, uh, you abandoned ship, and, uh, you know, my ship, uh, just took off without you. I don't know that I'd come back looking for you. That's fair. And, and I would expect the same of you to me. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> cause, uh, cause it's space, and, uh, if you get left behind, you're fucked. I would, I would probably feel a little bad. I would feel bad. Yeah. I wouldn't try to find you. I would just okay. assume you're dead. Your guilt would not be so great that you would turn around and go back. No, yeah, I would, uh, I would just assume you're dead. <laughs> if not dead, then, uh, found a better life. Alright. Yeah. yeah. Either of those is probably a safe assumption. Yeah. I would, uh, I would hope you have found a better life. Right. I would that, just assume you're dead. That's the lie you could tell yourself. <laughs> To make yourself feel better. Sure. For not going back to look for me. I sleep easy at night. <laughs> You're an asshole. 
I am indeed. <laughs> I had a horrible revelation today. Uh, uh, some listeners may know I host another podcast uh, called Gutter Trash. And uh, I had the realization that uh, I, I was uh, I was online and then uh, just found... I don't know what the hell I was doing, but uh, this website came up, and it had a uh, an old Goofus and Gallant comic strip from uh, Highlights Magazine, I believe. Okay. And uh, I realized that I'm Goofus, and Jason is Gallant. All right. Basically, if you I, I guess... I'm, I'm not familiar, not familiar. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Goofus is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> a selfish son of a bitch. Okay. And Gallant... Goes around trying to help everybody and uh, make nice with people and uh, do everything the good way. That's great. And it's a comic strip that basically tells you, don't be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the what-not-to-do character. Yes. Interesting. Like, uh, the one example that I can't remember from, from the thing that I just saw was... Uh, uh, Goofus orders people around to tell them what they're going to do. Gallant asks everybody what they would like to do. <laughs> So it's not it's not a situation where the two characters are interacting. No, it's no. just okay. They are separate. Nice. Because yeah. <laughs> Gallant wouldn't hang out with Goofus. That's true. Goofus yeah. is an asshole. <laughs> and yet somehow in this world, Gallant hangs out with Goofus. <laughs> and I am Goofus. Maybe maybe Gallant is trying to make Goofus a better person. Could be. It's not working. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, well, that's an interesting revelation. Yeah. I don't know how I got onto that. No. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Alright. Um, let's see what else, what else is there to talk about? Um. The, the, uh, the, their threads. The, the neon bright colors. Yeah. They are garish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuchsia and orange. Or not colors that uh, go together naturally. Yeah, nor nor are they really colors. I think that naturally occur in nature. No. So yeah. how are they producing these clothes? That is very true. Uh, one can only assume, because uh, as we learn, uh, these people there they are actually uh, space travelers themselves. Right. Or at least uh, generations ago they were, and they were. Uh, Abandoned on this planet, and, uh, so I'm just going to assume that, uh, the clothes are made from, uh, the space-traveling uniforms of their, their ancestors. So they are the equivalent of Superman's baby blanket. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can, I can get behind that. Right. (laughs) They are space (laughs) hand-me-downs. And, uh, that's why everyone is so, uh, scantily clad. Because they had to uh, stretch out those clothes amongst uh, an entire tribe of people. That does make sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and make uh, the rest of their clothes out of wicker and uh, horns. Right. <laughs> their their awesome hats. Yeah. Or whatever they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, so it turns out there's a. Whole bunch of stuff that happens. <laughs> Dargo and 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 the uh, the crew manage to find the planet that Crichton's on, and right. and Dargo and Rigel go down to get him. Now this is uh, there's a twist coming, uh, but uh, 
It's a twist of convenience. Yeah. Because when Dargo and Rigel show up to try to save Crichton, or rescue him, uh, they discover that uh, all things that are mechanical and powered uh, don't work on this planet, including uh, Rigel's uh, floaty chair. Right. Uh, and at that point, I said to myself, why in God's name? Would you ever take Rigel on a rescue mission? <laughs> he is tiny. Uh, he, he is not fast, even with his floaty chair. <laughs> and he is whiny. That's why, very true. Why bring him on your rescue mission? Yeah, you would take Aaron yep. before you would take Zan, probably. I would take Pilot. Pilot. And he is stuck in that ship. <laughs> or one of the DRDs. Exactly. <laughs> Because at least those things have little tools and stuff on them. Yep. They're little lasers. <laughs> Super sticky glue. They almost took over the whole ship. Exactly. <laughs> and mass, they are creepy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That was uh, not something I'd really thought about. Yeah. Which is good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, now that, now that you pointed out, absolutely right. Yeah. You should not take him anywhere. Nope. Maybe you just wanted to get off the ship. That's fine. Yeah. You know, uh, they figured they'd zip down there, grab Crichton, and zip back. Right. That's true. They didn't really know the situation. Yeah. Uh, of course, they also, I guess, I don't know, did they know he was alive? They... I know they saw they saw his ship. Yeah. Right. They, they yeah. didn't. Well, they didn't really even know that he was there until they were already landing. That's true. And yeah. that's, they saw the ship from their ship. Right. So, no, I guess they didn't really know that he was alive. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, but, uh, turns out Rigel is there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a total reason of convenience. <laughs> uh, the entire plot of this episode would not exist had Rigel not been chosen to go on this rescue mission, <laughs> which makes no sense. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um... I did enjoy the the Rigel storyline. I did too. In the episode very much. I did too. I in fact I quite enjoyed the the twist mm-hmm. and the turn that the show took because I think otherwise eh, the show wasn't really doing it for me up yeah. until that point. Yeah. Uh, but then suddenly out of nowhere the show becomes very Rigel centric. Yeah. It becomes good. <laughs> Which I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. <laughs> He's but Rigel's, uh, Rigel's fun. Rigel's fun, and he's he's good in limited doses. Yeah. Uh, the the episode where he got uh, kidnapped by the uh, Green Lantern guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, my friend Bruce is going to possibly punch me for not being able to remember what those people are called. <laughs> I think calling them the Green Lantern guys is just fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a good Rigel episode. Yeah. I mean... It was barely about Rigel, but it was about Rigel. Yeah, he he had some decent screen time. Yeah. Uh, and, and this one was as well, and, and I thought it was a lot more compelling than uh, any of the other plot lines going on. Right. The uh, the Aaron and Zan, well, we got to have them do something <laughs> plot line. <laughs> That's true. They're not they're not in much of it. Nah. And uh and all they really do is, is uh, shoot a map down there. Yep. The end. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, 
Yeah, I think they even try to work in a little bit about the whole Zan giving up the priesthood thing, but there's no payoff to it, and it's just there to fill time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, the the plot up until the twist is, it feels sort of flimsy. Yeah. Because most of it is uh, revolving around the, the uh, culture of the people that Crichton is living with. Right. Which, I mean, I have no, I have no attachment to these people. Nope. And, and it doesn't really seem like Crichton is really in danger. Right. Cause Dargo, I mean, there's one point when Crichton is ambushed by a bunch of them, and Dargo saves him. Right. So, he's fine, pretty much, as long as Dargo's there. Yep. So, up until, up until the twist is like, okay, well, where, where is this going? Right. It doesn't really feel like it's going anywhere. Uh, cause basically, the, the, flimsy thread <laughs> that is holding that plot together is that uh, the chief's daughter is in love with Crichton. Uh, but uh, his uh, fiercest hunter is also in love with the daughter and uh, now feels uh, a rivalry with Crichton, even though Crichton is not reciprocating. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's egged on by his mom. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That guy doesn't deserve that chick. No. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so basically, in the lamest remake of the Manchurian Candidate possible, <laughs> he attacks Crichton. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, is saved by Dargo. Uh, and, uh, so Dargo and Crichton go to try to explain everything away, but then they get captured again. Uh, and they're, uh, supposed to be executed, but because, uh, the chief really likes Crichton, they're only gonna force them to be slaves for ten years. Yeah, that's not so bad. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason, as they're being, uh, captured and carried away, uh, two dudes just decide to ransack the, uh, the, the shack that, uh, Crichton has built. And, uh, they just grab random items. Yeah. Don't know why. Yeah, that didn't make any no sense. No reason at all. whatsoever. They're just like, let the looting begin. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's dead. <laughs> We're done with him. Uh, so they, uh, yeah, they just happen to grab a bag that Rigel is hiding in. So, so there's a scene after that where, cause Crichton doesn't die, spoilers. Yeah. And, uh, and Crichton is coming back to, to his hovel with all of his stuff. Right. Do you think there was a point where he was like, guys, this is my stuff, can I have it back? <laughs> you straight up stole it from me, you assholes. <laughs> I imagine that there was some questions. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, why, why take like four or five things from my hut? Yeah. And bring them to my execution site. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> we thought you might want these when you were dead. <laughs> I don't know. I just really liked that coat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they grab his, like, part of his, uh, uh, NASA uniform. Yeah. Iasa. Iasa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is it Greek? Is it Yasa? <laughs> no, it's, uh, international. Okay. Or, they're not a good in, space. In NASA. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, whatever the ASA stands for in NASA. Uh, they just replaced the N with a N. Right. Yeah. Instead of national, international. Gotcha. Yeah. Because NASA didn't want to support this show. That's fair. I'm pretty sure NASA supports a lot of things, too. Yeah. Yeah, so they must have thought this show sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't have any potential. Yeah. 
Well, you know, sci-fi channel, low budget, uh, who could blame them? Yeah. Or, Plus, it's one of their ships going off course and getting sucked through a wormhole. That's true. Probably makes them look bad. Yeah. There's got to be other movies out there that make them look worse. Probably. 2001. Apollo 13. Apollo 13. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That that one, uh, for some reason, it was a found footage movie on the moon. Armageddon? Uh, (laughs) That's also one. Are you talking about Apollo 17 or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you make a found footage movie about space? <laughs> Sounds retarded. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Could, could be terrible. I've heard it's awful. Okay. Oh, um, anywho. But yeah, sorry. Uh, what are talking about? Oh, yeah. Looting? Like, yeah, they just, they steal part of his uniform. Yeah. Not all of it. Just part. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Rigel hides in a sack, and they just happen to grab that sack. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and then just toss it, yeah. uh, like, on their way to the, uh, the killing circle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where Rigel eventually starts making noise, and they, they open it up and, uh, reveal him to the world. Turns out, Rigel's their god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that was like the Ewoks <laughs> worshipping C-3PO. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's a comic relief character who is now God for these primitive people. Yeah. I think uh, it's probably been on a ton of different things, too. I'm sure it has. I'm sure it was probably an Abbott and Costello movie where uh, Abbott is uh, revered as a god amongst some... Uh, some black folk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Hey, don't blame me. The 30s were racist. I know, but wow. <laughs> Abbott and Costello were fucking racist. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure it wasn't even played by black people. I'm sure it was white guys in blackface. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Abbott and Costello meet the sun god raw. Sure. <laughs> Uh, far funnier than having a solo meet Frankenstein. Right. Uh, only because of the races. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, Rigel, Rigel is revered as their god, yep. and, and he's there to, to fulfill their prophecy. Yep. Which is that he will, uh, lead Rise them. up and lead them to the light or right, something like that. Right, something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, we should also mention that there is, uh, Two stones that, when uh, looked at at the exact right angle, uh, look exactly like Rigel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't have anyone there who could really sculpt. That's true. So they just looked around for stuff they could put together. <laughs> well, uh, based on what happens at the end, that was clearly put there by his uh, his ancestors. That's true. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, it turns out Rigel really isn't a god. What? Yeah. He's sorry. just a puppet. He is just a puppet. <laughs> uh, he's a puppet of the man. He is. So yeah. He, uh, they, they, they get ready for their <laughs> festival and, uh, and Rigel's freaking out because he doesn't know what the hell he's supposed to do. Yep. And, uh, the priestess or whatever overhears that and she goes and tells everyone else because she's a blabbermouth. Yeah. What a she's, real bitch. She's also that guy's mom. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, she's she's the villain of the episode, basically. Yep. So, 
So they know now that Rigel is not their deity. Right. And uh and they're they're not pleased. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much what happens when you find out that there is no God. Oh, <laughs> uh, why do you think Christians are so upset all the time? <laughs> Steep down they know. Right. They know. <laughs> I'm offending everyone this episode. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, they're they're uh, they're gonna kill Rigel, and then uh, Crichton and Dargo show up with the with the map that they got out of the space bullet. Right. And uh, and they they explain to to the villagers what's going on. Right. Yeah. The uh, the bullet that uh, Zan and uh, Aaron uh, shot down because uh, as we mentioned, they weren't. Want anything yeah, else? That was that was their role. They got nothing better to do. <laughs> they were just uh, pregnant and barefoot up on royal <laughs> women. Am I right? Yep. Stay in the kitchen, ladies. <laughs> Make us some space bullets <laughs> with maps. Leave the rescue mission to the men with tentacles or little floaty chairs. <laughs> uh, so so. <laughs> so so they go to the villagers with this map and and they explain look there's this thing here that's keeping you all from escaping and uh and and that's your problem it's not Rigel's fault <laughs> and uh but we don't know where it is yeah uh yeah there are coordinates on the map but uh they haven't uh, figured them out yet or yeah. I don't know whatever <laughs> And uh I think a big fight breaks out. Yeah, yeah. naturally. Of course. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what happens when uh, people are confronted with, uh, you know... The truth about their beliefs. Yes. <laughs> they rebel and fight back. <laughs> oh, very sad. Yeah. Sure. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then Crichton happens to notice a pair of handprints, uh, three-fingered handprints, uh, does he have his three fingers? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Well, three and a thumb. Three and a thumb, okay. Yeah. So, so, so three slash four fingered handprints. Right. Uh, on one of the, uh, <clears throat> Rigel God rocks. <laughs> and naturally, he says, okay, well, if Rigel puts his hands on there, that'll do something. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Of course. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, why would those handprints be there? That's true. Yeah. They must clearly be there. As a signal for someone, right? Because <laughs> uh, it, uh, yeah, it turns out that uh, yeah, Rigel's ancestors uh, abandoned these people on this planet, right? And then basically led them to believe that uh, Rigel's people, the Hynerians, were gods. Uh, or I, I think it's unclear if they if they actually led them to believe that, or if that's just sort of just how they evolved her. over the years. It's very possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but still, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they did sort of... They didn't help anything to uh, perpetuate that myth by creating a uh, a uh, pair of uh, rocks that only uh, a Hynerian could activate with his hands. Right. Which, and also, they abandoned them on the planet. Uh, there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really helping anything either. No, yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Crichton, Crichton grabs Rigel and forces him to put his hands 
<laughs> in a dirty place. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. He forces him to put his hands in the handprints on the rock. I'm sure it's dirty. It's it's probably dirty because yeah. it's a rock, right? And they're filthy people. Yeah. yeah. And then um, filthy, sexy people <laughs> <laughs> who are all really ripped. Most of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so the rock. I don't know. Is the rock mechanical? Then I think something. There was something mechanical inside of it. Yeah. There's there's a machine that's powering down the planet. Yeah. And I guess it was that. It was, I don't know, covered with touch-sensitive rocks. <laughs> you know. Yeah. For kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know if they make them much anymore, but uh, my parents used to have one, a lamp that you could just touch and uh, the lights would turn on. Oh, yeah. yeah. It could be like that. I have one of those. Yeah. All right, so it's just like that. Just like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and Rigel touches it and the light comes on. And sometimes sometimes our touch lamp uh, seems like it comes on by itself. I don't know if the cat or the dog do that, or if it's just super sensitive to breezes. Um, I did notice that occasionally, like, ours would, uh, like, if I was, if, like, I had a drink next to it or whatever, mm-hmm. I would, like, just reach for the drink, and even if I was not touching the lamp just by being in proximity to it. Weird. Yeah. That's creepy. And then sometimes when you're just out, flat out touching it, it wouldn't turn on at all. Nice. Yeah, you're like <laughs> slapping the fucking thing and uh, there's just no light. Yeah, I just, I love in the morning when I come downstairs and the light's on. Yeah. It wasn't on when I went to bed. So you do have one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No, right. we still have it now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, but, but I guess the, <laughs> this rock is not quite as sensitive. Because a breeze doesn't doesn't right. open it up and no. allow electrics or it looks like a windy place. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it must be super sensitive because only Hydarian uh, skin can make it activate. Right? Maybe they have a different uh, like a moisture. Maybe, maybe. Uh, could I mean, be. Rigel looks like he he might sweat a lot. Or it it could be genetic. It could be because because Rigel the tenth or whatever right. is the guy who set it up. Yeah. So who knows. <laughs> But yeah, I think Rigel sweats oh, a yeah. lot. Oh yeah, floppy, <laughs> gross sweat. Yeah, <laughs> disgusted just thinking about it. Yeah. Now. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Rigel touches the rock and it opens up and and machines work again. Yep. Yay. Yay. The end. The end. <laughs> Basically, that is pretty much the end. Yeah. Yeah. And they banish the priestess because yeah. she's a bitch, <laughs> and she <laughs> lied to them for decades. Yep. Uh, yeah. Everything in this episode was very convenient. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> convenient just, and stupid luck. Just dumb, dumb luck, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. It yeah. was uh, stupid and fun. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <sighs> yeah I mean, uh, it was not of consequence. No, absolutely not. <laughs> there, there were There were no lessons learned here. Um, well, the no. lesson is, uh, don't abandon people. Oh, right. Or maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, I don't know. Yeah. No, there's no lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Even the, the lesson smallest is, uh, can be someone's god. There you go. <laughs> or, uh, John, stop being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah? What? Okay. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to finding out what that means. <laughs> 
Well, let's go do that. Okay. And uh, we can uh, reconvene on this next week. Okay. Talk to y'all later. We'll forget about next week. Probably. Okay. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at view.guttertrash.net or at iTunes and leave us a review. Visit view.guttertrash.net for email information and links to Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you next time on The Viewmasters. Masters.